You are listening to Next Level Conversations Podcast, where I am here to teach you high-level directors, you high-level executives, and high-performer women how to take that internal dialogue that keeps slowing you down to the next level, how to create strategies much faster so that we can get to your bottom line, how to take all your objectives to the finish line so that we can stop repeating the nonsense. Yep, I said it, us. You're already motivated. It's time to get up and get into it. Let's get to implementation. Get into your community, get into your life. There are no more excuses and we are here. Yep, we are talking about the things that no one wants to talk about. We're having hard conversations in order to get to the next level. Yep, I said it, we are looking at ourselves. We're gonna start with us in order to transform our bottom lines. So let's get into it. Inviting your family members into your business, wanting to help everyone out of their struggle. You know, as a CEO and as a business owner, we have created opportunity for ourselves first, right? So when we create opportunity for ourselves, we then make room and expansion to bring others in. And I'm here today to talk to you about warning. Warning, I'm here to warn you about a trap that I actually fell into as a business owner, and I'm currently dealing with this today. I mean, this is real life stuff that we're talking about here. You know, I grew up in struggle. I grew up in a rough neighborhood. My mom struggled as a single mom on government assistance. She did the best she could in and out of part-time jobs, putting food on the table, helping us to be successful in life to the best that she could. She gave her all. My aunts, my my aunties, my grandmothers, my community that we lived in gave their all to get us to the next level. And in that, I believe that they created a struggle tie, a struggle tie. I call it a struggle tie because just like a soul tie, some of us have made commitments to struggle. And then you may ask me like, Tia, how can you say that I'm struggling when I make a million or I've made half a million or I've made 250000 I'm not struggling anymore. Yeah, I'm not talking about that kind of struggle. I'm talking about a commitment to struggle that happens in the mind. It's a mindset struggle. Have you found even as a high-level executive, even as a high-achieving woman or a CEO of a company, have you found that sometimes you create struggle out of no struggle, you make things harder than what it is. That's what I fell victim to. Growing up in struggle while it was beautiful, watching all of the women and the community members pull together to, to survive while that was beautiful. At the same time, it was instilling something in me that I had to overcome and overcome quickly if my business was going to be successful. See, when you grow up in the communities that I did and the family structure and culture that I did, there's a big word that they use. They call it loyalty. And it's ingrained in you. And you feel that you have to be loyal. And the way you show loyalty is that when you come up, they come up. When you've arrived, they get to come along or someone gets to come along. And if you don't, they talk about you. They make you feel bad. Or they may turn their nose up. Now, they don't do that in front of your face but you do feel the energy sometimes when you walk in the room. I'm talking today about involving family and friends in your money-making business. Do you hire them? Do you not hire them? 
I'm here today because I actually love having family. My wish list is to have family involved in business when it makes financial sense, when it makes sense to the position, when the person is qualified for it and they can walk in and interview as if someone who you don't know went onto your site, filled out an application, and they stood out of the crowd and you brought them in for an interview. That same level of energy needs to stay there when you're bringing on a family member. So this conversation today is a warning conversation because I've walked down the path of both. I used to work for a company that commingled friendship and business. And I honestly believe that that is one of the issues while in some instances it was great, in a lot of instances it was not. One of them was there were often times where uh, the company would have someone in the position that was not getting the result. They were not getting it done. They just did not have the capacity for it. But because the owner had a heart love for the person and they took on that person's financial problems, their relationship problems, and they commingled all of that, it was hard for that CEO to let that person go or to renegotiate that position or to simply tell that person, hey, while this started out great, I'm finding that this is not a fit. And those hard conversations can be, um, I would say that they can be stopped if you're proactive. They could be prevented if you don't fall into that trap. So my warning to you today, when we're talking about bringing family members into a position within your company, my warning would be this. If I had to do it all over again, right? Looking back is always greater. I've been through it. I would say, tell that family member to go onto your uh, site, whatever you're doing to draw people into that position. Tell them that they have to do just like everyone else. They should be runners up in the interview. This is what I would say to do. I would say, tell them to go fill the application out. You're not telling them no. You want to see them involved and to have this opportunity, but really have a dialogue with them and treat them as if they were a perfect stranger filling out an application and asking to hold that position within your company. See, I make the mistake of letting my heart lead in this area. And what I have found is that I have had to let people down easy. I've had to have hard conversations with telling them that I'm going to have to uh, possibly take tasks and responsibilities from them. Uh, and then that tension that's still there because that family member or that friend feels as if you have done something wrong to them or as if they are the victim and that all can be prevented, you guys. Like, literally, that can be prevented. So I'm here to talk to you about how to prevent that from happening. So it's just a warning. I know right now it could be, uh, is it right? Is it wrong? I've heard several people say, oh, I never hire family members in my business because that is a disaster waiting to happen. And then there are some businesses that say, hey, no, I want that family touch here, that family feel here.
So I'm not here to argue if it's right or wrong. I'm simply warning you that if you go down this direction, you need to have some parameters in place to prevent the catastrophe that will happen if you do not speak clearly, have clear directives, have job descriptions, have qualifications in place, and have an out. Sit down with that family or that friend and say, hey, well, I think you might be really great at this role. You have the qualifications, you interviewed well, and I feel that you can pull this off. And at any given moment, we are still have to, we still have to be friends. We still have to be uh, brothers and sisters and siblings and cousins and related. So we're still going to be in relationship with each other. What can you put in place so that if that working relationship doesn't work out, the personal relationship stays in place? And so one of the things that you can do outside of making them interview like everyone else, qualifying them like everyone else, treating them as if they're coming into a professional role, if they truly make it through all of that and they can hold that position, I would then encourage you to create an exit strategy with them. Say, you mean a lot to me. And at the beginning of this relationship and at the end of the relationship, I want to stay in relationship with you. And that's outside of business. So what I would like to do is to create an exit strategy. Let's revisit this in 90 days. Let's put you in the position, try it out. And in 90 days, if this is not working out for you or the company, at that point, let's agree to either find you another fit or walk away, but still be able to do that, knowing that we love each other and that I still had the best intentions for you. And these are hard conversations to have if you, you know, come from families and you have friends where loyalty is what leads it. If they were loyal, then they would be willing to come in and get the job done. And if you are in a position right now where you're being convicted in your heart, your mind, because you're a CEO, you're a director of a program, you have the opportunity to hire people, and you have, and you've invited your friends and families to fill those positions, and you know good and well that they are not performing up to standard. My challenge to you is, what are you going to do about it? If you are watching this and you're just, you're just now having to hire someone in a position and you haven't made the decision yet, take this as a warning. You must have pre, I call them um, sort of like a pre, what would I call that? I would say that that would have a, almost like a preventative measure in place so that you stop a disaster. Not that it's going to be disastrous, and that you stop that before it can get out of control. Family members, I want to stop for a moment to talk to you. If you are already in a position within a company and your friend, sister, auntie, cousin, whoever, mother, hired you because of a friendship or a relationship and you know you're not qualified... I'm telling you, you're not being loyal. You're not. So while you are 
calling us as CEOs and directors and decision makers unloyal because we're not willing to let you in our company. When we do let you in, I'm going to need for you to keep that same energy and be just as loyal. So if you know you have deadlines, you have things to reach, you've been put in charge of this, the title of friendship, of sisters, of family, that's off the table. That's off the table. You are held just as accountable. And hey, listen, if you don't do it, you may not get a paycheck. And that's just the truth of it because it takes a team effort. And I know as a director of programs, I've done it in the past. I also know that as a owner today and CEO of a company, I have family members that have positions in my company. And I have had to tell some of them, and some of them are millennials. And yes, I gave them an opportunity. I have had to go back to the table and tell them, listen, if you do not perform this or you feel like it's not a fit, you will not be letting me down if you leave. You will not be letting me down if you leave. I had to, just a month ago, have clearing conversations with a few family members of mine. And I literally, and very close family members, I've had to tell them, come up with a plan B. Come up with a plan B because if we look up and this division that you're over or this program that you're over is not moving forward and it's stifling itself, we may have to look at who's leading it. And that's you. And I want you to be able to have something to fall back on. And I'm letting you know that now. It's not about going back and forth with them. It's not about finding another way to keep them. You have to come to grips with the fact that you probably made a mistake by hiring them. You hired them out of your heart. You hired them out of loyalty or being a good friend. And you made a huge mistake. And if that's you, renegotiate the relationship. Renegotiate the position. Show facts. If this is a hard conversation for you to have as a CEO or as an executive, and you've done this, if this is a hard conversation for you to have, don't speak from emotion. Go and find the facts. Use an evaluation tool. Use a key performance indicator to show that, hey, this division was supposed to reach this. And you being in charge of it, it, it did not reach this and just show facts. It did not reach this percentage. It did not reach this number. Here's why. Here's what we found. And only talk about facts. And you can't argue facts. You can argue emotion. You can argue if you love me or not. You can try to bring all that to the table when none of that really matters in this instance. So, Family members, if you currently work for a program and you know you got that position because the person in charge loves you, knows you, wants to see you succeed, and they put you in that position, and you know you're not up to standard. You know you keep dropping the ball. You know you keep messing up. Hey, fall on the sword and, and, and do what you have to do. Either, either go get the education you need to perform better. Uh, admit that this might not be a fit. Stop taking advantage of the money that's there. Yeah, 
You're sitting there in that role. You want to collect a paycheck. You want to collect from the money and the whole team's working, but you're not pulling your weight and you're just holding this position because the person that owns it, your friends, your family, uh, someone that loves you, and you're taking advantage of them. You're taking advantage of them. You're not loyal and you're going to help to sink the company, not grow the company. But yet you want to get a paycheck. Tell me where that's fair. I'm not here to make a friend. I'm here to make sense. Yeah, I'm here. And I'm here to tell you this because we all have to eat. We all have to live. And I'm not going to stand by and let companies continue to crumble because the directors and the executive directors and the owners don't have the backbone to say, hey, I made a mistake and you are not a fit for this role. Yeah. That's a hard conversation. And at the same time, it's the most loyal conversation that you can have in all actuality. Because if you sit down with that person and let them know, hey, here was my come from space when I hired you. Here's my come from space when I gave you the opportunity. And it didn't quite plan out the way I thought it was going to. And I still love you the same. I still want the best for you the same. And right now, if I let you continue to do what you're doing, not showing up your best, not showing up your greatness, then I'm the problem. So I have to talk to you, take off the hat of a sister, of a mother, of a friend. I have to talk to you as a business owner, as your supervisor, as your director. And I have to tell you that you're not showing up well in this role. So you might need to explore something else. See, if you don't do that and you're watching this and you're a CEO or director, if you don't do that as a decision maker, you're enabling that person. So this is a love-hate thing we're talking about here. This is a sweet and bitter thing we're talking about here. Not an easy conversation, but must. It's a must and it has to happen. Now, moving forward, I will... I have committed as the CEO of my company to stop hiring people that I know, hiring friends, friends of a friend, even people that work for me that that say, hey, there's an opportunity in here. I'm going to ask my friend, do they want the position? None of that in the office unless I will entertain it if that person is truly qualified. They have the education. They're matching the level of standard that is needed for that role. Then it makes sense to do it. So with that being said, all I want to tell you is that it's a warning. This is just a warning. I'm not saying it's right, it's wrong, do it, don't do it. I'm telling you, warning, red lights, put some parameters in place so that you do not end up with a train wreck and that you're able to keep your relationships and you're able to stand as a leader and you're able to be looked up to, looked up to, because oftentimes when you make these hard decisions, just like they look up to you for letting them come into the company, they'll look up to you in the long run for letting them go when it truly was not a fit. Because ultimately, you're helping that person and the business. We're just simply talking about the bottom line around here, okay? And so we like to get into it. We like to wake people up and we like to get down to the bottom line. And the only way to do that is to have these difficult conversations. So I hope that this helped you today. 
All right, all right. You've been listening to Next Level Conversations Podcast, where we have had the difficult conversations that no one wants to have. We talk about the things that most people don't want to talk about, and we say the things that most people won't say in order to get things done that most people won't get done. It's time to get up, wake up, get out, and make some stuff happen.